1: Welcome back to the podcast from the Center for Internet Security, Cybersecurity, Where You Are. We'll take a look at some of the most uh, interesting issues of the day and try to clean up some of the fog and help you understand uh, some uh, unique and, I hope, uh, clearer perspective. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about uh, one of our favorite topics and one that always gets a lot of attention, and that's mentoring. Uh, Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Atkinson. Hey, Sean. Hey, Tony. And we also have a special guest today, Felicia Stichetti. Hello, Felicia.
2: Hi, Tony.
1: Welcome. Welcome to the show. Sean, how about if I let you uh, introduce a little bit about your relationship with Valicia and how that leads us to the topic?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, myself and Felicia are in um, really a mentoring partnership is the way I like to call it. So Felicia um, had reached out and uh, said, you know, one of the things that she wanted to understand um, with some elements of the CISO role within the Center for Internet Security. And for us to to talk, and myself and Felicia have worked together for many, many years. And uh, so it was uh, really setting up an approach where... I really ask her a lot of questions, to be honest. And, and it's kind of the shared approach to uh, mentorship, mentee, and really why I call it a partnership. So it was uh, a great opportunity for me. And uh, we've had many a fun conversation over the last, I think, six months, Felicia, uh, if I'm right.
1: That sounds good. So mentoring can be fun. So, Felicia, what led you to that, uh, that opening inquiry to Sean? Yeah. So, I mean, like Sean said, I've known,
2: I've worked with him and known him you know, for many years. And um, over the summer, actually not over the summer, I should say, two years ago, I started my uh, master's degree in information security at Champlain College. And so I didn't really know exactly where I wanted to be after I got my degree. And I'm still going through the program, so I haven't gotten to the end yet. But I knew that Sean had attended Champlain, um, and I knew that he you know, was a great um, person to talk to just in general about the college. And then when I started to think about it, you know, I was like, oh, what would a, a career as a CISO or or just on his team would, you know, what would it look like? And then actually, ironically enough, Sharon, who's um on the security best practices team, had reached out about a mentorship opportunity for all of people all people in SDP. And I said, Well, maybe this is my time to formally, you know, form that partnership. That's what led me to Sean. Yeah.
1: And, you know, the the timing with your um, uh, educational progress, right? I think it's a good time. You're sort of rethinking where you are. And, uh, you know, Sean certainly brings a lot of great experience. And, you know, it's great to have uh, in the company here also a, a CISO you can talk to, right? Someone who's really uh, <laughs> approachable, uh, knowledgeable of the technology, but also of the broader uh, range of issues that come with security Uh, So, so Sean, so uh, maybe uh, I could shut off my a speaker here, perhaps, but tell me what a typical conversation is like between the two of you.
0: Well, in some cases, it starts out with, um, you know, what topics are um, on all of our plates at this point with either CIS in terms of our security best practices program? What are we seeing out um, kind of, uh, I'll call it in the wild, as it were, in terms of current security news? Uh, and then, really, following up on uh, elements of felicia 's studies a- and obviously the track that she 's on has a lot of management perspective, so it 's you know trying to um, provide my own perspective, my own experiences, uh, and some thoughts in that space in terms of applying security practice to business problems in a lot of cases uh, and you know, I share you know kind of my career and the pathing that i 've gone through, and it was very non-traditional. I know we've spoken about this before, Tony. It, it, it wasn't um, necessarily I just fell into the role. Oh, you know, you wake up, you're a CISO one day. Um, it was uh, walking a different path through audit and then that leading into business continuity and disaster recovery, um, spending time through a help desk early in my career and understanding technology and then being able to converge and use that to build a governance program. So I, you know, I kind of uh, express some of those elements to Felicia, and then in some of our past work that myself and Felicia have done is around incident response and forensics. And that was my bridge into Champlain. I got my uh, master's degree in digital forensic science. Um, and so it, you know, we, we've just got so much to talk about. It's, I always tell Valish, there's nothing short, you know, we're never going to be short of topics that we can review together. So it's uh, always a, you know, pleasurable conversation and to also learn from her experiences as well. It is something, uh, the reason why I call it a partnership is it's not just me? Oh, Felicia, here's all the answers, the solutions to all of your questions. No, no, no. You know those. There, there are no typical solutions to uh, things that we deal with on a day to day basis. But here's what I've experienced, and I also reflect on her ex- a vast experience uh, and such a you know interesting topic. And some of the things. Again, um, we are. And I'll go to you, Tony, because you're, you know, as a mentor, or for me, is, you know, the developer of the controls. You know, I love the controls and the the work Valisha's done with the controls and and just uh, the advocacy that she's done is, uh, it leads us into many different topics, usually around one or more controls as well. Yeah, that whole, um,
1: you know, you're characterizing it, number, number one, the sort of capturing of your career, which is you know, varied and interesting. And, you know, we tend to think... Uh, you know, we need to find people early in their lives. Let's let's uh, train all the whatever it is. Remember the the term K to gray, right? All these bring everybody into the business and follow the, the nice linear path to take them to help us solve the cyber problem. But but none of us of our current generation got here by a linear path. And I'd like to think that we're better for it, right? There's a richness to having worked in. I used to say uh, I, I wrote enough software for a living to realize that. No responsible employer should ever pay me to write software. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's way too dangerous. There was always one bug left. That was my standard answer when the boss asked how things were going. But I learned so much about how software fails that that, that was a tremendously important part of my education. So every you know twist and turn kind of takes you there. And I really uh, appreciate the way you characterize. The learning part that you get in the relationship right to to tap into the richness of Valicia's past, I think is a really wonderful part of this. you know she's not some lonely pilgrim crawling up the mountaintop to find the 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 wise wizard and you know, be handed down the wisdom of the ages but you know I think that that is that is a, a hugely important part of it that is what do we get in both parts of this relationship so so Valisha, but you know you had a you had an ongoing relationship with Sean. And so there was a certain level of trust already that came with that, right? That was built up over time. Do you think that's essential to the start of a mentoring relationship or is that something that can build up and, you know, how, so you sort of started in an informal way, right? And it just became natural to codify it and turn it into a, a program or a thing. But how, how do you think that that makes sense? How do, how do people get started?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, actually, when I first joined CIS, uh, I was an intern, so I... <laughs> I was as green as could be. Um, and I had a, a manager who had left and then a, another person that stepped in where he was gone. and that was a, what I would consider my first real mentor because uh, and it was interesting because he had not wanted to really manage people. That was not his initial role, and he did it because they asked him to, but he wasn't really wanting to. And ironically, enough he ended up being probably the first most influential person in my cyber career. Um, and he didn't, I don't think if you asked him today, you probably wouldn't even admit to that because he just did what he was doing, right? He was just doing the job and, um, he didn't even realize it. So I think that sometimes mentorships can start out informal and then become formal or they might never become formal, right? You might have had that impact on your life from what their actions were, but they might have not even known that. Um, so I think there's an important, you know, delineation between the two and both can be helpful um you know I would obviously Sean and I have a lot of similar interests like he said we both have digital forensics backgrounds um you know we're both only ch- children which which we both uh related to which was nice and we also had non-traditional introductions into the security fields mine was completely different than Sean's but non-traditional in the general sense. So i think those kinds of things started to form that relationship and then it just sort of you know the ball rolled from there and and then uh that's how the, the story went but i think the other thing is that like sean said you know i like the think that i taught him a, two, a thing or two and vice versa right and so that's an important part of the relationship it's not a one-way street
1: yeah no that's that's wonderful and your first point about You know the uh, I I call that recruitment by attrition. You know when you have a supervisor who didn't really explain that, but you know what they were doing—they're modeling behavior, right? And that's part of what you're looking for when you're early in your career. Like, what does a professional do? What is what's sort of within the bounds? What's the culture like? And you have to you have to find examples of that, right? Observe, and I think that's a wonderful um, you know way way to think of it. But this this again this the the things that you talked about with Sean, sort of finding you know, finding the common ground and then taking advantages of the different ground that you've each walked. I think that's a, you know, when you can find that that relationship, yeah, you might have it formalized in a program like, like we might have in the company, or you might might be someone that you talk to or someone that you, you know, admire, right, to look up to and, and see their behavior and try to figure out how, why do they do what they do. Sean, but you've you've thought about this in a structured way too. Are there sort of core elements or primary principles or things that you really focus on in all this, you know, sort of the, the you know, the, you have great conversations and I know they lead to great places, but I know you always have a plan. So tell me a little bit of the way you think of that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's one of the elements I call the three C's of uh, mentorship. And again, I didn't originate these three C's, but I'm certainly going to use them. So the first thing I start with is clarity in terms of the underlying, what are we really both trying to get out of this? Because again, it's uh, to Felicia's point and to the ones I've made, this is not a one-way street because in a lot of cases when we're doing mentorship, it's really taking different perspectives and trying to understand situation scenarios, skill development, career progression and things of that nature. So it's very important to understand and have clarity Not only of that type of relationship, but of the person, and IE, why myself and Felicia get along so well is because we've got a number of things in common. And, you know, there's a number of things that we have worked through together, both professionally and through this partnership, uh, that allow us just to build uh, that element of uh, clarity. The other is communication. Obviously, without, you know, strong communication, whether it's written, verbal, it allows us really to understand and be able to provide um, that um, element of moving forward or progressing that partnership in some cases um, you know it may be research articles that i think are interesting or you know valicia sends me something what do you think of this and we've worked on a number of projects like that together and again the innovation that she's brought to the controls team you know, that's where I'm learning. I'm like in awe of this, of, oh, look at how I can now apply this to our controls information uh, security system, right? Our information security management system. All of that, you know, is, it's basically just permeating through the team, uh, through security best practices. And then working with Valicia, that's creating interconnection through that communication with other subject matter experts that she's been working with and the materials that are being provided, at again, at a phenomenal velocity. This is a lot of work for those that don't understand what it takes to produce a white paper or some of our recommended best practices. And then ultimately, it's a commitment right? It's, uh, you know, we've got to be there for one another. It's, uh, you know, I tend to think of these things as uh, the more you do, the easier it gets, uh, and the easier it then becomes to communicate and understand to be able to provide that progression. Because it's not just once a year, you know, we sit down and talk and say, oh, where's your career? What, you know, it's not like a, uh, like a performance review or something along those lines, but it's the commitment to say, you know, we're investing in one another in a lot of cases. And um, being able to see that through both the clarity and communication and through its fruition is uh, very valuable and awarding to me. Uh, I mean, it, it just, uh, you know, to see the work Valisha's doing and to, uh, you know, like I say, I, I use it in my day-to-day practices. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah, that
1: that connection to specific work, right? So sometimes people think of mentoring as, a, as more like um... – you know, uh, psychological counseling or something, you know, it's developing the soft skills, but having a basis in real work, I think helps bring a certain clarity, right? I love your three C's, wherever you got those. Um, And uh, yes, I also stand in awe of Valisha's work, by the way, (laughs) so, uh, you know, because it really has taken uh, an important idea and brought it to reality. And uh, there's a lot to that, right? It's more than the idea, it's the ability to craft the right paper, to create the argument, to create the complementary things that allow folks like you to use it. So, I think there's a whole range of things that go with that that I think are, are really important. Now, Valisha, so they, um, you know, another question I want to ask you this question. Uh, so, I grew up in a mentoring world where we basically often sat in the same room or we ran into people in the hallway or, you know, there was a proximity that came with the workplace then that we don't have anymore. And so, we're now looking at mentoring where you're going to develop trust where there isn't the sort of familiarity of having a cup of coffee very often or, you know, that kind of thing. Any, How, how do you think of that? Right. How would you de- develop trust? How would you if someone came to you, how do you build the kind of relationship that you have with a Sean? That's that. Uh, but, but without the proximity and the sort of physical things that we're used to to bring people together.
2: Yeah. So for me, I mean, I, I thrive off of, you know, being in person. And so it was very interesting when the pandemic happened because, you know, everything is remote. You didn't see everyone every day. And so I kind of struggled with that. Um, plus I had actually just had my daughter. So that was like an, another added layer of, of uh, you know, craziness. But um, I think that I would say, you know, well obviously as it's, it's silly as it sounds, turning on your camera and just seeing somebody's face really helped me, right? Like everyone always wants to turn off the camera, they don't, <laughs> they're eating lunch they're whatever. Um, but. Having that face-to-face still was important for me um, during you know, any of these mentorship uh, meetings or relationships. The other thing is that I would say ha- having somebody who has those similar um characteristics or qualities, I think really helps start solidifying that relationship, no matter if it's in person or remote. And um it doesn't mean you have to have things in common, but at least somebody that you could relate to, aspire to be, or or some. Kind of connection right because um that's really kind of where everything starts to form um yeah so i I would say that i i didn't really notice after the pandemic kind of went on a big difference between in person and remote but um i can't imagine too it's probably difficult for people who are just getting started or maybe they're joining a new company and they're just starting to get you know introduced to people at their company figuring out kind of finding their footing and so, you know, just having that, starting to form those relationships early on is, I think, really important to sort of guide you through your, your journey.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's, you know, and, uh, you know, before we started recording today, we talked about the we, uh, CIS. We just had our holiday party, you know, a physical gathering right back, back up near headquarters. And I, I think that we have, if we think of it in terms of mentoring, I think the company has done an extraordinary number of things to try and connect are people together, right? Outside of the, you know, what's the five Webexes I need to be on today. But uh, so uh, the social events and yoga and decorating and, you know, uh, the, the times we can get people physically together. Uh, I, the, the videos that we do of uh, employees, personal lives and accomplishment. A lot of that is, is number one, it's just great fun, but it also helps us see each other in a human way, right? To recognize that, oh, we may have something common might be around, you know, we're dog lovers, or we love a certain kind of music, right? One of our liveliest slack areas is around, you know, music and people sharing their, their tastes. And, you know, I've learned a lot about some music I would never bump into on my own that helped me think of the people that take the time to identify that. It's like, wow, they're interesting. You know, they have something that they're bringing. And I think that's a neat part of it too, right? It helps us get past that first barrier. I just... To me, that you know, as an old timer, this living our lives, uh, you know, I appreciate the convenience of not having to physically travel. But when you literally spend all your day on, you know, on screen, it's a really different environment. And so, finding things, I think the company has done an extraordinary job to to help, again, both help us feel part of something bigger, but also recognize that we're more than our work. And uh, so we bring a lot to that. So Sean, I've got a pointed question for you though. You ready for this one? So, so okay. So you're a you're a senior executive in a really successful company. So people must show up. Oh, Sean, be my mentor. Well, you one of your Cs was commitment, right? How do you sort out commitment from people who are who think, oh, that Sean's a really high ranking guy. Maybe he can get me a better job, or you know, I know I don't wanna. Cast anything negative <laughs> on people's motivations, but, you know, there's a lot of people that could show up to say, John's easy to talk to, he's well-placed. And for you to make a time commitment is a big deal. You have a really busy job, right? So how do, you, how do you recognize that that commitment will work out, right? That there's commitment on both ends. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's, it starts with a discussion because you're right, Tony. It You know, there's a difference between um, career counseling and mentorship. You know, because some people may just be, how do I get to where you are at? Well, you don't need to be a mentor. I can recommend some things. You know, there's you know papers, practices, work really hard and, and you know, success will follow. Um, so one of the things I do, uh, and again, yes, I do get a, a number of requests for mentorship. Um, I'll give an example, actually. One of the things we do through the uh, multi-state ISEC is a mentorship program in which we work with uh, SLTT leaders uh, in terms of, uh, again, another partnership, you know, mentor-mentee relationship for those looking to apply security best practices from those that have done it before. So I'm making a commitment there as well, internally and externally. But really it's a delineation of questions because it becomes, you know, it's that clarity that then helps us to either bridge the fact of, uh, I'm looking at, you know, your time and investment both my time and investment? And then what are we looking to achieve together? So when I'm talking with Felicia, it was, you know, we've got this path that we've, you know, traveled, we've may have taken different routes, but we're both really on the same trajectory in a lot of cases. Um, so that delineates to now I've got some clarity. So let's start this communication piece. So what is it that you're looking for? You're looking to me, you know, to tell you which certification should I take to move forward? Okay, that's not mentorship, that's just advice. Ultimately, then it comes down to this commitment element that we've mentioned of my three C's, well, not mine, but I'll I'll brand them as mine for, for the purposes of this podcast, is that we're looking to see whether or not there's an opportunity for one good conversation, but it can all be one way. And we've mentioned that. So if someone's looking to say, you know what, Sean, just... Um, tell me everything that it takes to do what you do or to work my way to a position that gives me the opportunity to be there. Well, that's not really what a mentorship is about. you know. I'll just recommend articles and things of that nature, but it's, I'm looking for... Sean, I'm interested in these things, because Felicia's point was never, oh, tell me what it is to be Sean, or tell me what it is to be a CISO. It's, Sean, I've got these questions, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about this. There was a commitment on her part that she's put the time and effort into the kind of the mentorship uh, or, or partnership that we have. And so seeing that it's not just this, you know, quick fix of, um, you know, just give me answers to, you know, a a relatively small number of questions. There's an underlying element and really the clarity of thought of the person in order to then build uh, this mentorship. And, And again, as I mentioned, Valicia, obviously using you as the example is that, you know, she'd put the time and effort into understanding what it was that she wanted to enter into and what she wanted to get out of this. And then when we talked and, you know, got that communication element piece was, Felicia, it, you know, um, there's also things I need uh, to talk to you about as well. It was, like, oh, it's not just, you know, me asking questions. It's as having a conversation. And that got, uh, and that I always found is very, very helpful because it's, uh, it shouldn't just be one way traffic. And uh, again, uh, you know, uh, as the honest truth, I don't have all the answers. Uh, this is cybersecurity. There are no, uh, there is no easy button. And it's, uh, you know, we try and fend our way through this together. Um, I may have found a shorter path, but it may not have been the easiest path. And uh, so that's where it becomes a partnership.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I really, uh, really appreciate your distinguishing between sort of people looking for uh, sort of career advice versus mentoring. They are, they are related, but different things. And it's important to be clear. You know, it's about the clarity, as you just described it, of what you're trying to get out of a relationship. And you could have many types of relationships like that. And I think that... Uh, that that's really important. I think the also um, you gave the example one way to spot the commitment on the other. And I I'll, I'll say this don't don't listen, Valicia. I'm not sure Valicia is capable of getting coming into a meeting unprepared. You know she will have done her homework. She will have prepped it. I know what I want. Here's the you know. And so what you see is evidence of commitment, right? This is not a casual boy. Maybe Sean can help me out here. If I could just become friends with him, it's really a. About a plan, and so there's nothing more exciting, and you know, Sean, and I know, you know, having some years here, is when someone really wants to uh, advance, you know, their knowledge in the career and you know, and grow in it and it's clear that they're taking the steps to do that, they're just great fun to work with. And so, you know, that's, I I can picture that commitment. So I'll have to share with you my commitment test here, Sean. It's much, much simpler. Sure. Because this (laughs) happened a lot back, especially when I worked for the federal government. And People would show up all the time, you know, because you got to a certain stage, there was a whole formal mentoring program. So people would show up. And, 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 you know, wonderful, wonderful people of all kinds. But, you know, you have to learn to sort out the, the committed from the uncommitted. So I would give them a homework assignment up front. Okay, here's one of my books on strategic planning. Read chapter three, come back, and we'll talk about that. And uh, so I'll share with you some data. One of my te- one of my the things I would do when someone would approach me with that conversation, when you would you be my mentor? Great. Here's a uh, uh, one of my favorite strategic planning books. Go back and read chapter three, and we'll come back and we'll talk about that. Well, the return rate is uh, maybe forty percent at best and uh, of me get the chances of me getting the book back is probably 20% or less so i had to buy a bunch of used copies from bookstores to you know because i was losing money so fast on this or i finally gave up and and just started reprinting an article and it wasn't it was more than the quiz it was something that i used as a working tool right or something that i really learned from that i thought you know read this chapter see what you think and let's compare notes and that's what i was looking for you know who's that's the kind of rich uh relationship that would both be fun for me but also educational for me. Right? Because this struck me, this information struck me a certain way. And uh but that that doesn't mean it's the only interpretation. So so to learn from someone else would have been really helpful for me. But so I, I had to come up with it. I didn't realize that I inadvertently started this you know this screen or this test at some point. It was just a way to keep people uh you know uh from f- filling up my day and finding out who was really interested in that. And those that were, I'm willing to put a lot of time into those kinds of things, especially as I've gotten later in my career, right? It's part of our responsibilities professionals to do what we can to bring others along. Now, Felicia, I have one other question for you. Are you involved by any chance in any. So so we've talked about the one on one mentoring relationship. I've also been part of, I'll call it small group uh, mentoring and sort of development, uh, either initiated by someone and I happen to be a part of the sort of benefiting group, or I've reached out to small groups, just to teams later in my career to see a a team that could use growth or struggling to say, let's work together, right? You don't work for me, but let's find a way to develop. Have you seen that kind of thing? Or do you think that would be a a useful part of the the mentoring uh, process? Yeah, um, I
2: have never been a part of something like that personally, but certainly I think that, Um, It would be helpful. I think the closest thing I would have is actually, I went to the University at Albany and um, they have obviously a lot of students and a lot of groups and I was invited back frequently after I graduated to go and speak to the students and that was the most satisfying thing ever. I just loved talking to them because you you have a group of people, most of them have no clue what they want to do. They're just like, oh yeah, I picked this field because it sounds great. You know all different types of um reasons as to why they're there and i just thought it was great to help them shape their their um outcome in life because like i said mine was not traditional i went back to school much later in life and uh still still on my career path but (laughs) it was um it was very satisfying it was very satisfying
1: that's actually a wonderful example right of Uh, Going back, so you, you know, it's more likely students would identify with someone like you, right, a fresh product of the system, as opposed to an old old cat like me. But I think, you know, you're right. I I often tell folks, a lot of folks seem to have this idea, you know, they need to have a really uh, uh, detailed and well thought out career plan. And I said, you know, if I look back to my high school, college, grad school, early days, the people that had a really specific plan and actually executed it are so rare that it's not a very good example to learn from. Most of us, you know, we do good things and we make decisions as we go. We have a notion of where we're going to go and the, the better our notion, the better we are able to make choices along the way. But the twists and turns of a career and an economy and opportunity you know, don't lend themselves to that sort of nice, neat planning. I, I know a few, you know, a couple, you know, who they were in high school and they knew they wanted to be a doctor and it all worked out perfectly, but my gosh, it's so rare. Why would I use that as my worked example? Right? So to learn from someone like you, who's had that same uncertainty, who's made a few changes, who's learned along the way, I think it's incredibly valuable. And I think it actually resonates with you know, students with the vast majority of people in, in my experience also. So, Sean, you've been around, uh, you know, long enough. Uh, are there people that that you looked to as the worked examples of professionalism, or that were the mentors to you? And what did you get from those kinds of relationships?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. No. I uh, uh, again, it's that uh, element of standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, it, that there's others that you look up to and uh, follow through your career. So. You know, on a professional basis, I think uh, social media has opened up a number of opportunities to get the thoughts of uh, leads in different areas. Um, So, you know, you're looking at CISOs of larger organizations. Um, I'm a big fan of Phil Venables and the work that he does and his blog. Um, And and not to say it, Tony, but you as well. Uh, I've always, uh, you know, as as I started with the organization there's always been that relationship between us and we've, you know, uh, many a long conversation to, to get your thoughts and ideas on how we progress as a business uh, that provides controls, but also we're a business that needs to adopt and utilize those controls really to the highest effective level that we can, uh, because if we're not going to do it, you know, how can we expect others? And so we should be, uh, as you've always mentioned, a shining example that we uh, have to drink our own champagne. I use that term all the time. I mean, I, I probably owe you a lot of money for the quotes <laughs> that I use of yours. I, I'm sure um, I got it from someone I'm else, John, <laughs> but I appreciate that
1: <laughs> very much.
0: Absolutely. But but
1: your role as CISO has always been one of my favorites, and I don't and say that lightly. <laughs> right, so I grew up <laughs> in, in the security wizard business, right? You know, they come in, do a bunch of testing, impress people with, oh, we found how to break the software or break the system or whatever, you know deliver you some PowerPoint and some PDF and then walk away right, with no responsibility to fix it. And so I have great respect for the people who actually own these problems, because once I understood that, uh, you know, it's not good enough to just tell people what they're doing wrong, right? Managing systems is a complicated, messy business, not necessarily in theory, but in terms of practice, daily operations, the complexity of linking the economics of purchasing with company policy, with regulatory things, oh, this is an incredibly hard job. So I've learned you know, tons from you in uh, being able to appreciate that range of things. And, uh, you know, you referenced earlier Valicia's work, right? You know, I often tell people. We're not, CIS is in best practices, for example. Our goal is not to produce the spiffiest list of benchmarks or controls around, right? You know, there's lots of great content out there. The goal is to help people achieve the good intentions of those lists, which means a whole, not just a list, but a range of tools and uh, teaching materials and, you know, guidance to help them. And that's what you've seen develop, I think, from CIS over the, last couple of years you know vellucci's great work in for example the the data basis for control selection i mean that is a dec- multi-decade industry problem that i think we have made as much progress as anyone in the industry on and it's important because then it allows us to help people prioritize better to better demonstrate you know, that uh, what the cost effectiveness of one defensive approach versus another. So it's not about the, what do I do? It's a, how do I get them there, right? How do I help people get there? So I really do appreciate, Sean, the relationship that we've had, because I want to learn from the uh, the real life problems that, that come with all this. So so all those are, um, you know, part of this, right? Our growth uh, individually, you know, team-wise as professionals. And uh, the last thing I'll say, uh, Valisha, I'd ask you the question about the Uh, mentoring as a team. And I had a a reason for that because in the last couple of years, and Sean, you've been a part of this, the strategic discussion of where the company is going. One of the points I brought up several times is, um, yes, we as leaders need to grow, but we also need to grow in our skills as a team. Our behavior as a unit, right? Of people who have not worked closely before, the company in the past was more siloed, one might say, right? That We're running individual business units. But as we mature as a company and as we aim higher for greater impact, I think that changes the nature of the um, expectations for us in the leadership team. We have to learn to interact in a different way, appreciate these other jobs and sort of figure out how best to combine all this. And so, again, um, you know. There's, a, there's an assumption, I hope we don't reveal a secret here to Felicia, that by the time you get to a CISO job or an old guy job like mine, right, we are fully formed. You know, we have all these skills and we just all work together and it's all fine. And, well, I think Felicia has seen enough to realize that, uh, you know, there's, there's human beings at the big table in, a com- in any company, right, any enterprise, government or commercial. And um, so none of us is fully formed, really none that I've worked with. And there's much more to learn, and new circumstances to deal with, and so forth. So we all need growth. We all need examples to learn from, uh, and I think that is a, a big part of the, the environment that we're facing today in, in mentoring. I do appreciate your, your point, Sean, Sean, that you made about like the, the the age of social media has really opened up the aperture for a lot of new resources that we did not have. Right? We're not uh, going to graduate school and management to learn all these things. We can. We have great accessibility to, to great leaders. You mentioned Phil Benelms. I mean, just super smart fellow and uh, very influential. And uh, he, he's been g- very generous in putting his thoughts out there, you know, for, for folks like us to learn from. So I think that's wonderful. Well, as we, um, I think we're, we've approached the the end of another interesting episode here. But uh, any last thoughts, Felicia, I'll offer you a last ch- a chance to talk about sort of any things about mentoring in general or about the, the way that things have gone between, with you and Sean?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, as we come to a close on the new year, you know, it's worth mentioning like goal planning, right? And it doesn't have to be within your mentorship, although probably it's beneficial to do that. Um, goal planning is a great way to hold yourself accountable. I mean, I every year I have my own personal goal planning and then the company um, also obviously help has us do, um, goal planning. And I think it's just a great way to look back and reflect on everything you've accomplished and just, you know, kind of work towards that um, common goal, no pun intended, but (laughs) it uh, it just kind of keeps you in check.
1: That's a great point. uh, You know, we tend to think of those uh, administrative actions, right, as sort of a pain, I got to get this done before the end of the quarter or the end of the year or whatever, but it really is an important time for reflection and for self-reflection, institutional reflection, and uh, so using them that way is wise. So you, I hope you are passing that on to the folks that you mentor on your team and others that you work with, because it really is important. Uh, there is an administrative aspect to it, yes, of course. But uh, I think it, it forces us to, or in the best case, it forces us to have that discussion with ourselves and with our peers.
2: Yeah. I I, would, I would just want to say one more thing is that, you know, um, throughout my experience, I've had obviously a lot of great influencers in my life both prior and during my journey at CIS. I'd also say that um, I've also had a lot of people that have um, maybe not so much had a positive impact in my life, but in the way that it kind of pushed me to continue on with my goals. So I fell into the cybersecurity field by fate, or by chance, I should say. It was not anything I planned. Um, So I think it makes me a big believer in fate and everything happens for a reason. And if somebody finds themselves kind of floating out there in the abyss, wondering like, what am I doing today? Or, you know, w- where am I going in life? Um, just sort of kind of dig down deep and you don't necessarily have to have a mentorship. If you don't have that person in your life you can just have yourself, um, sometimes you can be your own mentor, right? You just kind of have to find, find the wisdom within yourself to, to flourish.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's right. And what a, what a great attitude is obviously going to carry you far. So look, So, before we wrap up, though, let me ask you the one question. You mentioned some of the some people are very important in your life. And I, and I ask you this for a reason. Do they know that they were important to you in your life?
2: I think some of them do. I think many do now. Um, there are a lot of people where if I told them that they made a huge impact in their life, they'd probably be shocked. Um. And and it's happened to me. I had people come up at the holiday party that I had done cross-functional interviews for. We, as you know, we've had crazy growth at CIS with employees over the past two years. And you know, I used to know everyone, and now I know half of the people. And they would they came up to me and they were like, "I just want to let you know how like grateful I am that you know our our interview or whatever went the way it did, and and just so happy you know for for everything." And it. To me, I was like, I was just doing, you know, I was just doing my job. I wasn't doing anything special in my mind, but I had an impact on their life, and so, um, yeah. So I think it, it can go both ways.
1: No, oh, that, that's wonderful. You know, and people again forget uh, when people are considering right to be a mentor. There's a tendency to think, well, there has to be some grand gesture here, right? Some incredible wisdom that you're handing them. You know, it's often the the smallest bit of uh, conversation. Just to be a sounding board, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic or gigantic, right? To really have an impact on people, and and you're exactly right. That's been my experience too. That there's a a number of people who it it was a conversation, it was a phrase that they said about me. I have a couple of written up on my whiteboard over here that someone said as an offhand remark, and I thought about later. Thought, wow, they they figured they know something about me that I didn't realize, and I really appreciate that. So no, that so that's wonderful. Sean, any last thoughts from your point of view or any others? And uh, by the way, thank you for all the kind things you said about our relationship. It goes both ways. But but any other people in your life that you care to uh, mention or do do folks generally know that? You'll find as you get as old as I am, I have done my best to reach out to people while they're still around, frankly, um, to make sure that they know how much I appreciate it, especially with the wisdom, well, if I have any wisdom, over decades to really uh, reflect on what they've done for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, uh, to to Valicia's point, there's some that know and some that uh, don't know the type of impact that they've had. But it's, uh, I think the one thing, you know, we can always do is um, try to, uh, those that have had impacts, and I've had a number uh, of phenomenal people in my life putting me on a direction. And in some cases, like you say, it's a conversation, and it's just, you know, it either proves the validity of your thought process to say, wow, I Tony thinks the same way that I do with disrespect to this. Fantastic. That that's all I needed to know that I'm on the right path, uh, as an example. And uh, you know, there's a number of uh, others that may not understand the impact, but I think the best thing we can do is, you know, try and make them proud, right? You know, take that lesson learned and and do the best we can. And I think in a lot of cases, and I will say this for Valicia, I've seen her do outreach to a number of uh, external groups. You know, she was um, recently on TV giving interviews. She has paid it forward uh, multiple times through all of her mentorships. And, uh, you know, I can say without question how proud they are of her and uh, what she's doing and will continue to do. Uh, I think that's the best way to uh, honor uh, all of the mentors that have been in our lives
1: nope it's a wonderful wonderful thought right a little paying it forward is uh you know and people don't realize you know until you get into it right how satisfying it is it's not drudgery i mean if you have the right relationship it it is joy to see new people come in to take you know earlier ideas and you know look admire the work that Felicia has done for example and see what a fresh set of eyes and the you know different skills can bring to some of these great problems out there so also great examples all so Felicia, thank you for joining us uh, on the podcast here we're approaching the end of another calendar year and it's been a great time and you know we uh, sean and i both <laughs> agree we enjoy doing this because we get to talk to each other and to folks like you in a way that uh, doesn't come out in the, the typical you know scheduled with an agenda webex meeting so it's a great pleasure to Uh, And we also appreciate both of you sharing your insight into the working relationship that you have here around the mentorship and uh, helping others be inspired by that story and maybe find the same kind of mentor that works for them. So uh, with that, we'll we'll, we'll, uh, wrap this episode up. Thanks to the audience for joining us. It's always a pleasure to spend some time here. Uh, Please. Don't hesitate, subscribe to us in the usual podcast ways. We really uh, have a a wonderful following, get great comments back from the world. So thanks so much and we'll catch you next time. Cybersecurity, where you are, we are the Center for Internet Security. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the
0: show today. If you are interested in learning more about how to grow your cybersecurity program, the free tools available to help you on your journey or to get involved with the CIS volunteer community, visit our website at cisecurity.org. Start secure and stay secure.